Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to another Wednesday night. So glad you're tuning in tonight. I'll tell you what, God's up to some wonderful things today in, in this world, and we may not see it every day, but... Uh, you have to know that his word is true. He's always there for us, always there helping us through things. Last week, uh, we had our first Wednesday night here at the church. I was privileged to uh, bring a message called Passion for Living. And I want to talk to you tonight about that very same thing. Uh, the title is Passion for Living, Living a Life of Commitment and Zeal. How many of you know where to have zeal for the things of God, zeal for life, and live a life that's wide open? You know, sometimes we... Uh, we we uh, had to categorize our lives in certain segments of when we're younger, we do certain things, and then we get to a certain age, and then we're supposed to shut down and set down and back up and relax. And, and that's okay to relax a little bit and retire from a job, but we don't retire from life. We have to continue on. And so we, ne- we need to have a zeal for, for the things of Christ, the things of God, and a passion for him. Now, Jesus said he had, he lived a life of passion. In John 4.34, he says, My food or my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In other words, what if Jesus said, Hey, you know, I don't really want to do this. I'm tired of this. No, and sit down and didn't. We would not have a Savior. We would not have uh, eternity in heaven for those that have been born again. John 5.30, it says, Jesus says, I do not seek my own will but the will of the Father who sent me. In other words, he says, I'm, I seek the will of my Father. That's what's important to me, is what he says. It should be important to us because uh, he's our Lord, he's our Savior, and we should be uh, have a, a zeal for him. In John six thirty eight, it says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the him who sent me. In Luke twenty two forty two, Father, he's, he's in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's uh, agonizing over the, what's coming, coming to the cross and, and giving his life. And he said, but he's, he's saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. But even if it isn't, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You've got to have a passion for that. You have to have a passion to do the will of God or you, you're going to lose out. Now, he had that passion for his uh, father's house. Remember? Uh, the money changers were there. They were selling merchandise. They were doing all these sorts of things. He got really mad about that, and he went in and turned the tables over and, and th- threw out the money changers and did all that sort of thing. And that's in John's uh, second chapter of John 13 through 17. You can read it for yourself. And then, it, But then they realized, zeal for my father's house has consumed me. That was uh, in uh, the Old Testament. And so... We see that. And then he had a passion for people. How many of you know he has a passion for us even today that he's at the right hand of God the Father ever making intercession for us? Listen to what it says over in John 17, the high priest of prayer. He's praying for the, the ones that were with him. And he says in, in verse seven, uh, 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but you should keep them from the evil one. You know, he's saying that for us today. He didn't want to take us out of the world. He has a purpose and a plan for us to to fulfill. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
As you sent me into the world, I also send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself and that they may be also be sanctified by the truth. Now it goes on to say, and listen to this. He didn't just say that for the ones that were with him at the time. He says it now for us. I do not pray for those alone, but for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Uh, so listen, he wants us to be passionate. He wants. He was passionate about us. He was so passionate that he went to the cross for us. Amen. So why we should be passionate about what he has done for us. Amen. And and be ready to do what he's called us to do. Now, over in Hebrews, he said that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The joy. What was the joy? The, the redemption of man. The re buying back of the lost. Amen. We're part of that joy. When he sees us do, listen, when we do his will, it brings him joy. Amen? Amen. Uh, Jesus was a zealot. <laughs> he was zealous about what God had sent him to do. He was passionate about it. He couldn't have gone to the cross without the passion of God in his life. And we can't do the things that we're called to do without passion. So it goes on to say, uh, 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 showing strong emotion. That's what passion is. Zeal. How about zeal? Commitment and zeal. Jesus was committed to do exactly what the Father called him to do. We should be committed to do what God has called us to do by his word. Amen. But zeal, eager interest with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. How about getting a little enthusiasm? Stir yourself up and have a little enthusiasm about life and about what God has done for you. If you bring into remembrance what he's done for you in the past, you can bring it forward again. He can do it again. So you ought to be saying that. Lord, I thank you when you saved me and set me apart for a work under yourself. I thank you that when I was on my way to hell, you interrupted me and, and gave me life and life more abundantly in this life and also life eternal. That That's good news. How about uh, he, uh, a zealot? That means a fanatic. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of fanatics in the world over sports and over other things, but we ought to be fanatical about what Jesus has done, what the Word of God says. Zealous, uh, showing zeal, fervence, enthusiasm again. Enthusiasm possessed by a God-inspired fervor. Wow. Listen, passion is about a basic mindset and a heart attitude for embracing life, living a life wide open. You know, uh, there's an old uh, 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 oh, uh, a, a film or, you know, a, a soap opera, I guess that's it. I haven't watched it. One life to live. You know, we only have one life to live here. We ought to make the best of it. We ought to live it to the full. And I always have said for years, we ought to live till we die. <laughs> Some people start dying early on. Have you ever been around people that just start talking about retirement and how old they are and my, you know, and I'm old now and I can't think as well as they used You ought to tell them to shut up. Don't be saying that about yourself. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm full of the passion of God. Passion is that zeal, that fire, that excitement and intensity that one feels on the inside towards things that are important to them. We ought to have a passion about the things of God today. Passion stirs up us to action and passion is powerful. Listen, there was the early apostles. I'm going to read this. It was out of the book of Martyrs. You, you, you know, you can read this for yourself, but these people, these, these apostles, these early apostles were on fire for God. They had a fire for God and they were passionate and, they, and their pursuit 
of the early Christians was amazing. Uh, we see in Stephen was the first martyr, you know, that was being stoned, and yet he had such a, um, a presence of God in his life. He even asked God, uh, forgive them. Don't lay this, this sin to their charge. Don't lay this thing to their charge. James, listen to this. James, the brother of John, was brought to the tribunal seat. He that brought him and was the cause of his trouble, seeing him to be condemned to suffer death, was so moved in his heart and conscience that he, was, that he went to the execution. He confessed himself of his own accord to be a Christian. This is the man that caused the trouble. And it says, they were led for, forth together. On the way, he asked James to forgive him for what he had done. James turned and said, Peace be with you, brother, and kissed him. Both were beheaded in A.D. 36. You can't do those things without a passion. Here's the doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas went all over preaching throughout the Middle East, but was slain with a dart and killed in India. How about uh, Simon, the brother of Jude, crucified in Egypt? Uh, Mark uh, went to Egypt, drawn into, drawn in, into, and was burned to death. Drawn into uh, Bartholomew, preached in Armith uh, Armenia, uh, persecuted, beaten, crucified, and beheaded. I'm just telling you all these things. I'm not trying to be gr gross or, or, or uh, and try, but I'm trying to get your attention that there are people you can have a heart for God, a passion for God, that you can even go to your death because you love God so much. Andrew, the brother to Peter, preached in Ethiop Ethiopian regions, preached against idols and other gods. Boy, wouldn't he be uh, good to have around today. Amen? <laughs> it was uh, charged and commanded not to teach and preach or be crucified. He said he would not have preached the honor and glory of the cross if he feared death of the cross whereby he was crucified. How about Matthew? After he had converted to the faith, much of Ethiopia and Egypt, the king had him run through with a spear. Philip, how about Philip? He went to Pergia, was crucified, stoned, and burned along with his daughter. This is commitment, my friends. This is zeal. The zeal of God had consumed these men. James, the Lord's brother, was thrown off a building by the scribes and Pharisees. Peter, the apostle Peter, he crucified upside down. And John, the revelator, was boiled in oil and put in an island of Patmos, right? Paul, now listen to Paul. Paul was met, uh, met Jesus on the road to Damascus. You know that story and over in Acts chapter 9. You ought to go back and read it. Paul was a zealot. Paul was a, ze uh, a terrorist, you would be called today, but he met Jesus and his life was completely turned. Then he said over in, let me just turn to this real quick, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 3. You ought to read about some of these people. The, the fire of the, and these people was amazing. And you know what? They're no different than we can be. We can have the fire of God in us just as well. In chapter 3, verse 4, he said who he began to tell who he was. He said, uh, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he might have confidence in the flesh, I am more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. He, was, he had zeal, but it was the wrong, it was directed in the wrong way, wasn't it? 
and uh, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But let me roll and read seven through eleven. But what things were gained to me that I counted loss for who? For Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things for loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Now he says this, listen to this, that, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And it goes on to say, for by which means I also may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Paul sought to win Christ. He sought to win Christ. He goes on to say, I haven't attained everything yet. I haven't found everything yet. I love third chapter or, uh, verse 13. He says, I do not count myself apprehended. You know what? Neither we have we. We're in pursuit, hot pursuit of the things of God. But one thing, you ought to say that to yourself, one thing I do, forgetting those things which lie behind, which are behind. Listen, we need to forget those things that are behind. Paul's saying, I forgot all, I'm not, for, I'm not saying that I didn't do things for the kingdom. I'm just saying I'm pushing that back. Why? Because I'm reaching forward to those things which are uh, ahead, pressed towards the gold for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That should be our, uh, uh, our commitment, our zeal, our passion should be reaching for what God has for us. Now listen, these people weren't young when they died. They were, they were still marching forward, marching on. It doesn't matter, we're, we're, we have one life to live, we ought to live it to the full. And so we have to know we can do that. Now, here's the passion principle. Uh, whatever you do, <laughs> do it heartily or passionately as to the Lord. We ought to do things to the Lord, our job, our, our relationships, uh, uh, whatever, we, whatever we put our hand to, we ought to be doing it as unto the Lord. Listen, you'll do it a lot better if you do that. You won't, you won't get all uptight. You know, we won't get all aggravated and, and out of sorts because life isn't what, what you thought it was going to be. No, I'm doing this for God. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing for you, Lord. And it says, not to men, <laughs> knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Isn't that good news? You serve Jesus. You serve the Lord. Amen. Now listen to some of these quotes about passion and enthusiasm. Uh, one man said, renew your passions daily. Renew your passions daily. Stir yourself heart for something. Stir your passion for Christ daily. Here's what Daniel Baldwin says. Fires can, can't be made with dead embers, nor can enthusiasm be stirred by uh, spiritless men. Enthusiasm in our daily work lightens effort and turns even labor into present, a pleasant task. I like what uh, one man, if there is no passion in your life, have, then have you really lived? We ought to have a passion for the things of God, of course. Uh, one, one person with passion is better than 40 uh, people merely interested. I like what Wesley says, John Wesley. When you set yourself on fire, people love to come and see you burn. Amen? Amen. We need to be around people that are on fire for the things of God. Don't spend all our time with the worldly things of, on, 
on the news and, and all the stuff that's going on. Listen, the world is in a, a mess. We know that. But thank God we have a God that's greater than the things that are in the world. Amen? So we need to know that. Uh, Ferdinand, uh, uh, Ferdinand, I forget his last name. <laughs> the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. We ought to put ourselves on fire. Get your soul on fire. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, I go. if you have your Bible, go to uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1. And here's what Paul told Timothy. Here's Timothy, a young pastor, was being intimidated by the religious people today. You know, we can be intimidated by the woke, um, uh, godless society out there today if we're not careful, but we shouldn't be. Here's what he said. He said, uh, he says, I call to remembrance, this is verse 5, to the genuine faith that is in you. How I many of you know if you received Christ, you had genuine faith in you? You couldn't do it without it. Which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother uh, Eunice or Eunice. And I am persuaded that is in you also. And now here's what he says. I'm persuaded this. This is what he says. Therefore, I remind you to stir up. Stir your gift up. The gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Stir up the God that's in you. Every day we ought to stir it up. Lord, I thank you and praise you that I'm alive. You're alive in me today. Everything I do, I'm going to put my hand to. It's going to be to your glory. Amen. For God has not what? Given us a spirit of fear or timidity or this, this so much fear in the world today. It's not even funny. And, and we hear people gaslighting uh, things all the time to create fear in us. But he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But what he has given us is this power, power to overcome in every situation, power to live the life passionately and, and, and committed to the things of God and, and of love. I mean, you know, he's given us a spirit of love, amen, that we can walk in love, we can love God, we can love people, we can love ourselves, amen, and a sound mind. How many of you know we need a sound mind to go through this life? And don't go around saying, well, you know, I don't remember things like well as I used to. And you know how it is when you get older, you know, you just kind of look, no, just tell yourself, shut up, shut up. I will not lose my mind. Amen. I'll never lose my mind. But he goes on to say down here, when it says stir up, the initiative for keeping the fires of the soul stirred up is, is, is upon the recipient. In other words, upon us. The principle applies to all believers. Thus, Paul urged Timothy to the fullest use of the spiritual equipment given to him for the ministry. Now, he's telling us tonight, he's telling us tonight, stir that gift up of the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. We can do that. We can have, I've said it before, we can say it again, we can have as much of God as we want, and the more we draw near to him, the more he will overcome us with his goodness, amen, and his presence. Now, key to unlocking the door to passion in your life, if you're, uh, not just spiritual things, but every facet of life is throwing open the door of your life to Jesus and inviting him in to enter. I stand at the door and knock. Let him in every day, all the time. A.W. Tozer says, keep your feet on the ground, but let your heart soar as high as it will. Refuse to be average or to surrender to the chill of your spiritual environment. In other words, be on fire for the things of God. We are to live passionate, enthusiastic lives. Amen. Over in uh, Joshua 14, we find Caleb, Caleb was of a different spirit. 
<laughs> Caleb was so filled with the things of God that, that uh, when in Joshua 14, he says this. Let me find it real quick. I had it earlier. Uh, 14.10. Here's what it says in the, in the message. If I can find it here. That isn't what I want. Intermission. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Now he's, he's speaking, as he said, these 45 years, even this, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. And he goes on to say, as yet I am strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as, as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which, <laughs> of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard that in that day uh, how Anak were there. And it goes on to say, but in a, what I'm trying to say, he said, I'm still ready. I'm still ready. Now, over in, in, uh, in Numbers, and we would look at that real quick, in 14, um, let's see, in, in 24, let me find it real quick. Verse 24, and I read in this out of the Message Bible, but here's what it says about, about Caleb. You know, Caleb was a mighty man of God. But my servant Caleb, <laughs> listen to this, this is a different story. He has a different spirit. He follows me passionately. I'll bring him into the land that he scouted and his children will inherit it. Listen, my friends, live for passionately for the Lord. My servant Caleb. Well, why don't we be like Caleb? Now listen, here's one. Here's another quote. I like this one. Since I retired from life's competition, each day is filled with complete repetition. I get up in the morning and dust off my wits. Go pick up the paper and read the obits. If my name isn't there, I know I'm not dead, so I go get a good breakfast and go back to bed. I hope that's not our passion. Our passion is to live for him every day. We need to have that passion. One, uh, here's another quote. A zealous man in religion is preeminently a man of one thing. He sees only one thing. He cares for one thing. He lives for one thing. He is swallowed up for one thing, and that is one thing is to please God. Whether he lives or whether he dies, whether he has health or whether he has sickness, whether he is rich or whether he is poor, whether uh, he pleases man or whether he gives offense, whether he is thought wise or whether he is thought foolish, whether he gets honor or whether he gets shame, for all this, the man cares nothing at all. He burns for one thing. Listen to this. And that one thing is to please God and to advance God's glory. That should be our desire, my friends. That should be our desire tonight. Listen, we're in 2023. We talked about that earlier in, in other lessons. Is, is what are we going to do in 2023? What will it be in 2023? Will you stir yourself, get in the word of God, begin to pray, begin to seek the Lord, and you will find him in a greater abundance. Uh, one of the things you can rekindle the passion if you've lost it is think about what he's done for you. Put it in first person. Think about what he's done. He died for me. Boy, I tell you what, that's pretty powerful when you think about it. He died for me. Yeah, he died for the whole world, but I was in the world, and if I was the only one, he would have died for me. 
That's important. You remember what he's done for you. And then read Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Am I doing everything heartily, passionately as unto the Lord? Or am I just doing through life and kind of drifting through life? I don't care what age you are, how, what, where you've been, what your background is. Listen, you can have and please God and you can have a, a relationship with God. He has no respecter of persons. Over in Le uh, Revelation, uh, it says, renew your love. Give Jesus first place. Amen? Recommit yourself, both emotionally and intellectually, to Christ. And, and uh, Revelation 3.19, it says, Be zealous and repent. Amen? We can repent. Lord, I'm, I, I repent. Forgive me for not seeking hard after you, for not doing what you called me to do. And, and if you've missed it, say, Lord, forgive me for that. Renew my passion and renew my zeal for the things of God. May I know you, <laughs> like Paul said, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. What a, what a statement to make. After all that Paul had done, he wasn't ready to sit down and do nothing. He says, I want to know you, Paul. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you more and more and more. That should be our heart's cry tonight. I pray that it is, that we lead a life of passion, uh, live a life of passion and, and zeal and, and commitment. Commit to the things of God until we live that la take that last breath until we go on to meet Jesus. Wouldn't that be something to stand before him and say, I gave my all, and he'd say, well done. Amen? We don't have to be, uh, uh, how I want to say it, the, the most well-known you know, of those things, but we, we have to do certain things for Christ. We have to live for him and do so in a passionate way. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. May the zeal of God consume each one of us. May we be so excited about Jesus that we be caught up in, in that, his presence where there's such great things, where there's great things. And Lord, I just pray right now for everyone in the sound of my voice would do that very thing, would draw near to you. And you said you'll draw near to us. I always say it this way. When we draw near to him, he'll run over us with his goodness. So I just thank you for that. I praise you for everyone in the sound of my voice. I pray if they don't know Jesus, they would say, Jesus, come into my life tonight and, and turn my life around for your glory in Jesus' name. So we thank you and give you praise for what you're doing in the church and in, in us today as believers. And we give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Been good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.